Welcome to the Real Estate Answers Podcast, brought to you by Real Living Home Realty Group. Kevin Gunn, Director of General Brokerage, brings you all the burning questions you've been wondering about in real estate, from market trends to investor secrets. Kevin shares his experience with you. So the main point of that video, when he's talking to his team, because we've been talking a lot, those of you that have come to the last couple of classes, you've been talking about prospecting, right? So in that example, you've got an agent with 11 active listings, okay? If you, which is a great problem to have, is it not? Everybody here would love to have 11 active listings, but what if they're not moving, right? If they're not moving, what's the point in having them? You need, you're not here to have active listings. You want listings sold, right? So what do you do? And how do you approach that? And his main point is this. Look, if you've, let's just round it off and say you've got 10. You've got 10 active listings. They're not moving for whatever reason. Now there, they have a declining market. Here, again, remember, you go over a certain price point, stuff sits for a while. This is why you've got to know your market. This is why we did the market research class, right? Where you have a listing, you've got to know what's the average days on the market, right? If the average days on the market are 135 and here you are with a listing that's at 160, you have a problem. That means that the, client, the consumer has chosen other properties over yours, right? And it's an uncomfortable conversation, right? What's the, what's the main reason that we never ask for a price reduction? Fear, you're, you're afraid to. You don't, want the conf you, you don't want the confrontation, right? I don't blame you, it's an uncomfortable situation, is it not? Most of you have been there. But you've gotta do it, because what's the point in having something linger on the market? Right? So here's what I would suggest you do when you have these types of sellers who are unreasonable or, or, or need to come down and get back to a realistic number based on market trends. So pull the data. If you have, let's just take a house that's $350,000, right? Let's just say everything else that's pending in that neighborhood, right, has gone for 330, right? It's simple. Get the data. Say, you know, and throw it in stacks. Say, hey, look, Here's the reality. First of all, you want to learn this little spiel here. This is important when you're talking to your sellers, right? When you get in front of them, listen, do you, do you want me to tell you what I think you want to hear? Or do you want me to tell you the truth? Right? Most sellers are going to say what? The truth. The truth. They might not like it, but that's what they need to hear. That's your job. So if you've got 10 listings, you get in front of all 10 because they're not moving, which is not going to happen. This is an example. Right? Let's just take the law of averages. If you ask 10 people for deep price reductions, how many do you think you'll get off the bat? Let's say three on average, right? How many are gonna tell you to go to hell? Probably about three, right? So you got four left. What are your chances of getting those? 50-50, right? So is it not better though? What do you have to lose? It's not moving anyways. Ask for the price reductions. You know, but back it up with data. You can't just go to somebody and say, you need to reduce the price, right? And not have the data to back it up. You have to back it up. If everything is moving in a certain market at a certain price, it's very simple. Go grab all the actives, put that in front of them. Here's what's active. Here's all the pendings. This is what's pending. Here's what's closed. You're gonna notice there's bigger stacks. Actives, pendings, closed. Which, which stack do you wanna be in? It's all based on days on the market. I mean, if, if the average days on the market where you're farming or where your listing is is 130, start figuring it out. I mean, after four weeks, if you don't have traffic, you got a problem, 
right? Because days on the market includes the time to close. So you're looking at 30, 45 days under contract already, right? So that means it should be under contract in about three months. So if you've gone a whole month and you haven't had any movement on it, you got to go real deep and, 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 and show them the data. Now, if you're, in, if you're in a high end market, the days on the market might be 250, right? So you're not going to wait a month, right? You're, you're going to wait longer. You got to figure that out based on that's the whole point. The whole reason we did that market research class. So you guys know how to dive in and get the data on your, on your market that you're farming or where your listings are. You need to bring them in line with the market. That's, that's where you pull your data, you figure it out. If everything's selling for 330 and you're at 350, then you're gonna go right in and say, look, here's, again, what do I tell you never to worry about? Comps. What are you competing with? So if there's three other ones on the market in there and they're all 335, 335, 333, you want, which pile do you wanna be in? Do you wanna be active, you wanna be pending, you wanna be sold? So if it's 330 is what they're selling for, I'm gonna say I'd go in at 329.9. We want to get it sold. That's the goal, is to get it sold. And for those of you that were in my, the class yesterday when we started talking about scriptings, what do we talk about? Always bring back to what? The motivation, right? You did tell me that you needed to be in Rhode Island in two months, right? We got to get you there. This is how we're going to do that. Tie their motivation in, right? Don't just walk up and say you got to drop the price without being able to back it up. You got to be able to back it up. And um, not only that, but taking a listing when people are unrealistic. It's up to you. I'm not going to tell you not to take a listing, right? But you also have to know, you know, what's worth your time and what's not. If somebody wants to be absolutely absurd with the price of their home, sometimes it's better to not even take the listing at all. And this goes right back to that conversation, that same script. Do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Or do you want me to tell you the truth, right? Because everybody thinks their house is worth more than it really is, right? And I'm not saying, I'm not talking a couple thousand dollars here, you know, that's all, that's all negotiable, you know, in the sale of the price. But when you got people that are just being ridiculous with the price of their house, it's your, you're the one that's getting the phone calls, right? It's your headache. So you have to do the math. Is this the, if, it's, if you know it's going to sit on the market forever and not sell, probably expire. Or at that point, what happens when stuff goes past the average days on the market anyways? Yeah, it gets a stigma on it. Now the buyer's agents are coming in and lowballing everything because they feel like the person has to move. So you want to arm yourself with that kind of language going up front, saying here's what's going to happen if you overlist the home. Right? Because you know, you see it. We see it all the time. That's what happens. It's what I do when I look at a house. Oh, wow, 250 days on the market? Pfft. Go way under. That's what's going to happen. You're going to lose in money if you just price it right the first time. Right? So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a great line, in line with the market, right? What is in line with the market? I'm not saying, you know, there's no exact price, because remember, if you get 20 agents to go list a house, you're going to get 20 different, 20 different prices on it, right? You've got to be in the ballpark. So for those, for those properties that are not moving, you know, for those of you that I've talked about prospecting, every day, at some point when you get active and you have a lot of listings, you might actually have to take a day and prospect your prospects and go get price reductions from people, right? Because it does you absolutely no good to have a house sitting on the market. That should have been sold, all right? So know your days on the market when you start listing a home. Know your list to sales ratio, that's important, right? And I agree, I think that if somebody's gonna be a little bit unreasonable, you have that conversation up front 
saying, here's what we're going to do. If we don't see certain activity within the first couple of weeks, whatever you decide, then you're going to say, you know what, then we're going to come in at, you might even want the predetermined price. We're going to come in here. It's a problem that we all hope everybody here has. But again, when you see, when I see days on the market creeping up the way they are, it just tells me that more likely it's, it's probably a pricing issue at somebody's homes. That took a while. Now we had a couple that skewed it for various reasons that were beyond our control. You know, renters in there, things like that. We can't really control that. That's going to be harder to show anyways. Um, but so again, I, I do think it's going to come down, so I'm not worried about it. But if you are dealing with any of those people that uh, are a little bit unrealistic about pricing, it doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do you any good to have it if they're going to be unrealistic about the price, right? We've talked about prospecting every day. You're better off prospecting for new business than worrying about that. Right? Let somebody else have the headache. I want to go over the quick email thing. I don't know if that's going to work either. But for those of you that have been to the classes, we've been talking about prospecting neighborhoods, right? Most of you have given me a subdivision, and I have given you information on that subdivision. If I have not given you information, please, before you leave today, give me your subdivisions. I have yours. I'm going to pull them. Um, or if you need a different one, Mike, I got, got you on yours. But I want to kind of show you how to easily put these people into the back office and email them. Now, those of you that were in the class, you know, active versus passive prospecting, email is what? Passive. So if you're going to email people, you've got to follow it up with something active, right? And I don't care what order you do it in. You want to email into a subdivision first? That's fine. You want to call in first or door knock first, whatever you want to do, and then email? It's fine. Whatever you want to do. Get your system down. But I want to show you how quick and easy it is to actually put this in your back office. Has everybody imported a group before? Contacts. Imports. Now, in order to import a lot of contacts at one time, you have to follow their contact import form, which actually give, they give it to you right here when you hit import. Right? There's, a, there's an example Excel spreadsheet. Download that. All you need is the first name, the last name, an email, and a phone number. But it has to be in the exact columns that they are telling you. So all you need to do is pull up this spreadsheet and the spreadsheet you have and just start copying and pasting. Right? And then if you don't have a phone number, I just put the office number in, whatever number you want. Because for some of those contacts I gave you, you're going to get an email but no phone number. And some of them you're going to get a phone number with no email. So when you, email, when you load them up, you've got to create a phone number for those people you have emails for. So if you go into here, so here it says contact groups. So before you do this, you would have went to your groups, which is right here, created the group, which is super simple. And then, for example, mine was Paulie's contacts, right? So I took every contact in Paulie's Island and loaded them up in the entire 29585 zip code. And only got three people that were upset with me when I emailed them. It's pretty good odds. So if you go to down here, click here to see a sample lead import file. When you click on that, it's going to show you the Excel file. Just save it as a blank file. Call it your contact import form, whatever you want. You're going to open up the, the information I gave you. And again, copy and paste. And then it's super simple. When you go to choose the file to import, you don't need to change anything else here. You just need to go find the contact group. 
guys, if I give you stuff on subdivisions, I, I highly recommend you create a group for that subdivision. One, it's easier for you to go in and get and manipulate, and you might want to advertise to one subdivision differently than the other one, right? Because you might have different data. So call it whatever you want, you know, Southwood subdivision, uh, Waterbridge subdivision. Upload them. All you got to do once you click on the subdivision is hit import and go find your file. It is that simple. It will take a couple seconds. It'll email you when they're all in. And then if you want to email directly to that subdivision, it's as simple as going to your quick email, which is right here. Quick email. When it asks you who you want to email, you can, not, you can pick the group. It'll automatically load all the people from that group. So for those of you that we've talked about prospecting, if you're going to send an email into a subdivision, well, for one, what are you going to send them? Market data. Yeah, you've got to give something. Let them know what's going on. What's the most important part of the email? Subject line. Mm -hmm. What do you need to put in a subject line? You got to put something that's going to make them open the email. I think it's important that you put the name of the subdivision in the email because if they live there and you tie in their own subdivision, they're much more likely to click on the email, right? So, for example, um, who's got one of those the scripts? Where, you do, yes, right? So you have one of those scripts we can use for increased values and decreased days on the market. So that subject line, you know, Pines of St. James sees home values increase, blah, 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 whatever that percentage is, or the dollar amount, average of $25,000 per home. Whatever it is, you want to hook them. You want to make them say, whoa, well, I live here. I want to see what's going on there, right? You can't just be generic. You can't just say, see what your home is worth. Everybody else sends that. They're just going to delete it, okay? Tie in the subdivision so that you hit the nerve that makes them want to read it, all right? I don't read a whole lot of emails unless I know who's co who it's coming from, but if somebody were to put something about, say, Litchfield Country Club, I would probably actually open it up because I'm curious, right? So now you've just, and then what are you going to say in the body of that email? Huh? Are you aware? There you go. You start off with what? A question. Always ask questions. Remember what I said, don't tell anybody anything anymore. The rest of your life, ask questions. Not even your spouse. <laughs> just ask questions. So I wasn't. I didn't know if you didn't know if you were aware, right? Didn't know if you were aware, right? Why is that powerful? Because it makes them pause to go. Well, I want to know. Exactly. What's the other one? We said, you know, wasn't sure if you were aware. I didn't know if you knew, right? Well, everybody's kind of like, well, what don't I know, right? Everybody wants to be in the loop. You made them feel like they're out of the loop, and you're bringing them in the loop. So start off with a question, all right? And then keep the email simple, because like anything, you've, you've only got the first two sentences to grab somebody, right? So keep it simple. Wasn't sure if you were aware. You can actually take the script I gave you and verbatim put it in an email. I wasn't sure if you were aware. But homes in the Pines of St. James are selling for about $25,000 more on average than they were last year, and the days on the market have gone down by 30 days. Is it worth 10 to 15 minutes of your time 
to talk about what your home would sell for in today's market. Leave it at that. That's your email. What should you always have in the bottom of the email, which I think automatically does, is a link to your website, right? A contact form of some form. Right? Don't expect a response on the email. You're probably not going to remember, email is passive. We don't want to live in a passive world. You've got to be active, proactive when you're prospecting. Right? This is something that needs to be followed up with something. For those of you doing the Why List With Us project, obviously you want to follow right up into those subdivisions with something. Numerous things. So that is the quickest way when I give you this data to load it up, email it out. Okay? Um, the, the scripts that I gave everybody yesterday, if you were not there and you need them, I will have them where the two desks are, uh, where Colleen typically sits, you know, over there. I'm going to have bins for all those things and they'll be clearly labeled. And I need you guys to think about, you know, as you're going out there and prospecting, those of you that are not afraid to get on the phone or, or get in front of people, think about where you're prospecting, make sure you pull the data and then know exactly which script you need to use, right? Those of you that weren't there yesterday need the, um, the universal response scripts. I have those. Those are powerful. You need to memorize those because they're called universal for a reason because they work everywhere. Whether you're talking to somebody on the phone, in person, you're at a ball game, somebody has a real estate need, they're universal. They work everywhere. Learn them. You have to practice them though so that they just roll off you so that you don't need it in front of you. Somebody asks you a real estate question, you just know exactly how to dig in. And what are all those scripts? They're just questions, right? Sales is the art of persuasion, and you have to ask questions. Stop telling people anything. Open houses especially. Ask questions. Ask relevant questions, right? For those of you that are new to doing open houses or just getting into them, right? And what I always tell you, do not hound people when they first come through the door. Let them do the circle. You want to get them on the way out, or on the way back down, I should say, right? They came in the front door, they got to go through the front door. So hit them, right? But as they come down, let's just say you got a two-story, they go upstairs, as they're coming down the stairs, that's when you want to ask them what questions. Does this house fit your needs? Does this house fit your needs? Well, not really. You know, we're looking, well, okay. What's the next question? What exactly are you looking for? What can I help you find? It's all questions. Keep asking questions. If you need help with this, from the data that I sent you, I have everybody's data. All right, I can help you upload this and I can help you create a powerful email to send out. Um, I've already sent one out, tested one with Scott to send one out. Did you get any response from yours or any? I only, out of, out of the entire zip code of 29585, I only had three people either opt out or ask why, that, why I'm emailing them. It's okay. I'll take those odds all day long. What did I say? What do you think I said? <laughs> Wasn't sure if you were aware. Well, most of them just opt out or unsubscribe. Okay. I only had one lady ask why I was emailing her. I don't even respond. Okay. Oh. Those of you who are going to get active in the prospecting, you've got to be okay with people saying no to you no, I was and, and move on. It's okay. Yeah. What's that? I, I was under the impression it was earlier. No, no, that was via an email. Oh, yeah, I can't call 29585. I'd, I'd be in the office for three weeks straight. I don't want to do that. I want you guys to do that. But yeah, but the email was just a soft test, right? Wasn't sure if you were aware. 
But last year, Pauley's Island was the only area in the Grand Strand that was actually a buyer's market, and it's now transitioning into a seller's market, which it is. That's important to know, right? Days on the market have gone down. Average sales prices have gone up. Is it worth your time to find out what your home would sell for? Done. Yeah, the scripts that I gave you guys, they're not verbatim, okay? You, gotta, you, can't, you can't talk about days on the market if you don't have that in the arsenal. If the days on the market are way up, you don't want to tell them that, right? You need to hook them with what, what's the needle that's really going to hit them. It's, is it average sales price? Now, remember yesterday we talked about what if you don't have the average sales price and you don't have the days on the market? What is your script then? Marketing. Marketing. Because if the prices are not going up and the days on the market are going up, what's most important to these people? How are you going to do what? Market the home. Here's how we market homes. And I am in the middle of creating that script and I will hand it out to everybody if that is what you're going after. Don't think you can't go after a subdivision if that's the case, all right? Um, I was looking at Heritage Plantation down in Pauley's and that's exactly the case. Prices are not going up, days on the market are going way up, but it doesn't mean you don't prospect in there. There's 20 active listings, right? Yeah, so, and it's a beautiful subdivision. So you just have to have a different, you have to have a different needle. What's gonna, what's gonna hit these people, right? You don't have this, you don't have that, that's fine. We're gonna go in with this. There's always something, always something. Just figure out what that needle is. All right, so is everybody good with the quick emails? All right, this whole process should not take you more than five minutes, seriously. Even if you just copy and paste the script, and then just fill in the data. It's that simple. 